coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio in Woodstock, Georgia. This is Fearless Formula with Sharon Klein. Welcome to Fearless Formula Friday on Business Radio X, where we talk about the ups and downs of the business world and offer words of wisdom for business success. I'm your host, Sharon Klein, and today we have the owner of a really cool restaurant sort of place here in Woodstock, and it's like um, got artwork that you don't even want to eat. It's so beautiful, but you got to eat it because it's so delicious. Please welcome Ashley Greer, who's the co-owner and artist of the Board and Box Charcuterie. Welcome. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. <laughs> so, okay, we talked. We were talking a little bit before the show about what it's like to have, it's like a restaurant, but you also do catering, you also do big events, and how people can kind of, I don't know, seem to not get the concept of how cool your place is. So why don't you explain it? Okay, so I have a lot of different hats that I wear. Um, I have a lot of creativity in my brain, so it just spews out in all kinds of different ways. But um, I specialize in luxury charcuterie. Um, What I'm most known for are my grazing tables. Um, And those are artfully designed and decorated. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, I guess I stage. Yes. And then also stage food as well. It's a whole vibe. And um, you just have to look me up on Instagram to actually see what I'm talking about. But I do grazing tables. I do charcuterie cone walls with charcuterie cones. Um, And then I have a charcuterie little cart that we made with an umbrella. And those are individual boxes. I do boards and boxes for pickup. And then I also recently just acquired a golf cart where I will be doing... Uh, free delivery for downtown Woodstock. So you can be sitting at Reformation. And if you're like, eh, I don't really want anything around here, you can call me and I'll make you charcuterie and drive it down to you on the golf cart. Oh my gosh, how <laughs> clever is that? You do this currently? Yes. So I'm actually in the process of moving right. um, to my new location. So, so where are you now and where are you moving to? Well, I'm in my new space. I'm just not open to the public until like hopefully next week. But um, I am now at uh, on Main Street in a brand new white brick building. Um, And the address is 9058 Main Street, Unit 108. I was watching some of your um, Instagram posts, like you're doing the painting and everything and just making it so beautiful inside. What is it like to be in your own place like this? I mean, you're making it your own. Yeah, so I bought the business a year ago, April, and the person I bought the business from had their own space on Highway 92. That one didn't really feel like me, so I kind of did a little paint here and there, but um, once that lease was up, I found my way into downtown Woodstock, and that was the place I was at previously was in the old Snowmies location. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know you were there. Uh, no that's kidding. where I was. Okay. It was really tight for a little <laughs> while, but we made it work, and it got me into downtown, so that's what I really love, and um, I couldn't really have people in there. It's really small. I haven't been inside. I didn't know. Oh, it's um, tiny, okay. um, and I used to do workshops, and so... I've been on this journey of finding where's my permanent home? Where is my board and box? Yes. And um, I love my new location. It's two stories. Wow. And it's really awesome to have like a blank canvas and a vision and just get to do whatever I want. And um, so my bottom floor is going to be workshop space. 
I can also rent it out for wedding showers or baby showers or birthday parties. Um, and then, you know, I have endless ideas. And so <laughs> one of the things that I just thought of this week is I'm going to kind of pitch it as a micro wedding option. Really? So that people don't, uh, you know, a lot of people go to the courthouse or things like that. Um, this can be an alternative to that because we can, it's already decorated really cool, but <laughs> then um, we can bring in um, charcuterie. We have a minister that can do it. We can make a whole package. And so anybody that wants to do that 15 or less, um, we can rent the space out for that. Um, any private parties or businesses that are looking to hold continuing education classes or things like that. So it's not just a charcuterie place. It's also a micro event space as well. Um, and then upstairs is just my prep area and my office and things like that. But downstairs, I'm super excited. I can't wait to have people actually come in. Can you imagine saying, I would like to get married at the courthouse and like what that feels like? Do you know what I mean? Very mm -hmm. sterile and sort of mm -hmm. one purpose, mm -hmm. but to imagine a whole different feeling, a celebration, mm -hmm. so to speak. Yeah. Small, small, but still like intimate. I love the notion of that because you, it's one-stop shop, Yeah, you know? And we can make it fun and... And beautiful. Uh, yeah. Instagram worthy or whatever. Um, I've already had people asking if they can do family photos in my new space. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I mean, if you want to rent it out, I'll rent it out for anything. Yeah. But um, I have like a velvet couch in there and it's really pretty. I have this humongous uh, picture frame and I've just put quirky things in there because I'm quirky. So I've got like disco balls hanging in there in the window. This morning when I came in, um, the disco balls were like casting uh, I don't know, sparkles on the ceiling and it's just fun. It's fun and I wanted it to be quirky and girly and a place that is memorable, I guess, because we're kind of on the outskirts of the main main street. Gotcha. So I've got to have a place where people are like, oh, have you checked out that place down there? Mm -hmm. It's really cool. <laughs> what I like is that you're talking about a reflection of you and how that must feel to walk into a place that feels like you you're looking at things that reflect who you are it must feel so good yeah and one thing that I'm doing in there which is just something personal I'm trying to put a nod to like each of my family members in there oh, wow. so um my dad he's retired from the railroad he used to drive the train here through Woodstock no and way yeah he did yeah when did, when did that end for him oh gosh it's been Several years now. But I don't he know. used to come right through here? Yeah. He must have seen so many changes over the years. Oh, yeah. And when I was little, I before they had, like, regulations and stuff, I got to ride in the engine with him, and I would get to blow the horn and wave at people. It. And now you have your store? I just saw the train go by this morning, and, I, like, I see it, and it goes by. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I love it. And so I have... Um, my dad gave me some like model, really nice model trains that I haven't really known what to do with. So they're now in my store in my window. Oh, um, for my, your dad? Yep. How cute. My grandmother passed away in February. I'm like super close to her. And I just put like this wooden heart that was from um, her funeral. It had these really beautiful flowers on it. So that's hanging on the wall. So that's like a representation of my grandmother. My brother growing up like had endless army men all over the house all the time so I found some like oversized army men and I spray painted them pink and put glitter on them and they're 
in my store now. Um, and Pink army men. I know. <laughs> yeah. So like little things like that, that are meaningful to me. Other people just think, what the heck is she doing in here? But I don't have care. You, have you always been creative? Yes. I was a hairstylist for 17 years. Oh, wow. I was going to mm-hmm. ask you what your background was before Board & Box. Yeah. So I did hair and then I have three kids. I'm a mom and hated doing hair, but that's all I like. I started doing it in high school and that's all I've known how to do for a long time. So I've kind of been on this little journey of what do I want to be when I grow up? <laughs> <laughs> and so I've tried different things over the past few years and um, this one just stuck and I love it. And it's like, I get to create art every day and nothing is ever the same. It's awesome. I love it. <laughs> What's neat too. You get to meet so many different people in different happy moments of their lives, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, a, a, an opening for like we, I saw you at the opening for stone's wife's, um, artwork that yeah. she did at the Reeves house down the street. And I didn't, I, when I walked in, I could not believe how beautiful it was. You had flowers that I'd never seen before. Those are from the pop-up poppy here in downtown Woodstock. Yes, I am in touch with her to be (laughs) on the show. (laughs) Love them. I can't wait because it's so, it's interesting. It's not like you're getting flowers from any grocery store Mm -hmm. or something, but you really added that extra special element to it. Not just with flowers, but the way that you set it up was so lovely. I mean, like it does make you think I should not be touching this. What is salami? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What other things do you have? So I loved that one that I did for stone because number one, it was in an art gallery area and the table had paint all over it. And it just was so cool because this is where artists sat and work and the rawness of all of the paint on the table. It just was awesome. And stone said I could, you know, just decorate it how you want. Well, how do you want to do it? Because a lot of times I ask my clients like, do you want this vibe? Do you want that? And he said, I can do whatever I want. So I brought my golden peacocks and my golden monkeys and my disco balls. And uh, then the pop-up poppy, she's gotten to know me quite well. <laughs> I use her for all of my grazing tables. Um, and so that's included is a floral package with my grazing tables. And so um, for that one, I just said, I'm quirky. I like weird flowers. I like just do, you know, we... We did a consultation and she nailed it for me. I loved them. So now when I have uh, certain events, I'll either say, okay, this person, they're having a garden party. I need white flowers. Or I'll say, oh, I want my style of flowers. And she knows what she knows means. exactly what I mean. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really cool. That's another connection I've made here in downtown Woodstock. And her florals are gorgeous and they just add to, they add to the tables perfectly. <laughs> So how did you find out that the board and box was open to be bought? Um, by was it accident. like a friend of a friend? Sometimes no. it's serendipity. Do you know what I mean? Like timing. You'll just be in a store well, somewhere and someone will say. It was. It was oh. timing because I, previous to this, you know, I told you I tried a lot of little things here and there to figure out what I wanted to do. Yeah. And um, I had started a luxury picnic company. So I was doing luxury picnics and I would purchase charcuterie to go with my packages for the luxury picnics and I had this large event down in Buckhead that I was doing for Mother's Day celebration uh, last year and I needed charcuterie for it and so I had to find someone that's licensed because that is an issue there's a lot of people that do charcuterie out of their home and you cannot do it out of your home that is not you cannot get a cottage license to do charcuterie and so 
Um, as far as I know, there's only three of us in the whole county that are actually licensed. So all of the posts that you see on Cherokee Connect, <laughs> um, it's a, it's a bit frustrating. I'm not going to lie. I try to, you know, we pay a lot of, we have yeah. a lot of overhead. Yeah. You have to <laughs> do it the right so, way. Yeah. Um, so I needed someone for that event that was licensed and insured. Um, and I approached uh, Christy from the board and box and she said, honestly, I have a full-time job. This was supposed to be a hobby. It's like become a full-time job. I'm exhausted. I just want to sell it. Do you know anybody that wants to buy it? And I said, no, I'll ask around though. Cause at the time I was like, well, I, don't, I had never done charcuterie ever before. And, um, so I asked a friend who she's actually getting ready to open up, um, a store in like upper Canton towards Waleska. And she's exclusively gluten-free. You should have her on the show because oh. there's a big need for gluten-free people. I would love to talk um, to her. Hers is called the Local Grays. And she, I asked her and it just wasn't the right timing or anything. And so then I asked a couple more people and then I just thought, I'm creative. I bet I could <laughs> figure this out. It goes great with my picnics. I'll just, I mean, what if we buy it? So we bought it and sh- there were orders like pending. And I got in there the first day and I was like, what did I do? This looks awful. No. The first one, I, one day I'm going to post my very first board so that people can see because it was just, I'm so sorry to whoever got that first board. But, um, you know, in the beginning, like I said, I didn't know what I was doing. So I started following all of these accounts on Instagram. Um, I just searched charcuterie and everyone has all of these like beautiful arrangements and things and I tried to mimic some of the stuff that other people did and it just didn't work for me my my brain does not work that way and so the minute that I started putting quirkiness and design into things um, that were just aesthetically different than a lot of other charcuterie companies that's when things really took off for me Um, so I just said you know what this is how I like to do it, and people will either like it or they won't. And there's other charcuterie companies that they could go to if they don't like my style. That's okay. I'm not for everybody. Well, it's interesting that you were talking about having um, someone else's style kind of be the way that you would do it, but the minute you connected to yourself, it opened up for you. Yeah. And that's almost like a lesson for me to stop trying to mimic what I think would work out in the world and really just listen to my own self. Cause I tend to play it safe. Oh, mm-hmm. well, if this works for somebody else, well, of course I'm going to do it. You yeah. Know? You have to be authentic to who you are. I think once you become really authentic to yourself, just like my space, like some people don't get it. I mean, it is a bright teal color. Actually the deep teal is the technical name of the color, but I mean, it's all, it's quirky. It's weird. And some people will walk in and be like, what the heck is this place? (laughs) What are you doing in here? And other people can appreciate the art and those are my clients and the other people aren't and that's okay. So, um, that's kind of been a lesson to myself as well Is like, you're not going to please everybody. And that's hard for me because I'm a people pleaser. I know, me too. (laughs) Me too. It's hard. It's, I was just talking to someone about voiceover work recently and how, I want to tailor my voice to what I think the client wants. But anytime I've gotten a job, it's really just, and I mean, it's statistically, it has just been me just saying what I think that they would want to, the way I think that they would want to hear it, but like still me, Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't change the pitch or whatever. And um, it's been a huge lesson for me that what is meant to be mine will be mine because the truth is I don't know exactly what the client exactly Mm -hmm. wants. And it's very subjective. 
So the most authentic I am to me and the jobs that come, it feels so, um, there's like a little joy because Mm -hmm. I, like I almost, well, it was meant to be mine then because I'm not compromising myself at all. And so this is like a really big theme that I've been seeing in my life. And I'm happy to see somebody else have that same theme too. Yeah. You know, it's a big lesson. It definitely is. Um, Yeah. I just, I think over the years I've had to learn that as well. Not just in like charcuterie or business or things like that. It's just getting older. And then you also realize, you know, I don't care what other people think so much. (laughs) Like, it's okay. I I think I've had to tell myself that a lot. Even during this process, I'm like, but what if that's just too weird for some people? It's okay. It's not for everybody. Well, I I like that you're saying that who's meant to get it will get it, and they're supposed to be associated with you this way, and that the people who don't get it really aren't meant to get it, I guess. Yeah, so... I have a cool story. Oh, I love cool stories. Um, I had an unhappy client um, recently, and I let it get me down, like, bad. Um, They never outright said that they were unhappy, but I could just tell. And it was a grazing table, and I was so proud of it. (laughs) To me, it looked amazing. And um, there was tons of food, and I think that's something else that people don't realize, like, because of the way that I design mine, it's not a table, f- just, you know, food thrown on a table and it takes up the whole table. Like mine is elements of design on stools and on like obviously food safe surfaces, but um, it's it's just different. And so I don't know if they had looked at my work before, but um, she said that I brought too much decor and not enough food. And I'm like, oh, this is enough. I promise it's enough. I mean, I haven't, my husband said I shouldn't say this. I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I have never had anybody run out of food on a grazing table. And so um, I just, I don't know. I could tell that she didn't like me. Honestly, I I, I felt like I got treated a little differently um, when she saw my tattoos. Um, oh, no way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was just a case of no matter what I do, I'm not going to make her happy. Um, and so the so. next day I had a grazing table and I had just been crying and Aww. I was in my head and all of this stuff. And, um, the lady that had hired me for this wedding shower, it was just the two of us in a, in the garage. And she said, I just want you to know, like, this is incredible. I'm from California. I haven't seen anything like this. It's like, it's, this is next level. This is what you're doing is amazing. And so I instantly started crying because I was already sensitive, and I was like, oh, my God, this is so unprofessional. I'm so sorry I'm crying, but I had my first unhappy customer yesterday, and she was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> like, somebody was unhappy with what you just did for us in here? And I said, yeah, and she grabbed me by my hands and made me look her in the eyes, and she said, stop it. You were made for this. You are incredible. And I was, like, bawling my eyes out, <laughs> and she just gave well, first of all, words of affirmation is my love language. And so she just like sat there and spoke into me like she knew me or like that I was her kid or, you know, and, um, it was just the coolest moment and I needed that. And I was just like, you have no idea what that just did for me. That was a moment that will stick with me for forever. And then she brought me in. She was like, okay, go wash your face. You're fine. (laughs) 
and this was when I had come to clean up their event. Oh. So it wasn't after um, the whole thing was over and everybody was just going on about how amazing it was. And so she, then she brought me into the room and said, everybody, I need you to stop because someone told her that she was not good at what she's doing. And that is just insane and so then she had like all of these people telling me that I did such a good job and I was like oh my god this is really embarrassing but also I really need this um and so I don't even know why I went into that story but that is something that stuck with me it's important because it's it was a kindness that was done to you and sometimes people can pick up on the energy of something that you need like that that's never happened to me, and I can't even imagine if someone took my hands and said those things. Oh, and that's what that's what triggered. I told you I have ADHD. Um, <laughs> she said the right people are gonna come into your life, and they're gonna appreciate the art that you do, and the other people forget them. Like you don't; those are not your people. But the right people are gonna pay what you're worth, and they are going to come into your life, and you'll be just fine. And I will keep you in business. Oh, <laughs> how sweet was that? I know. So I loved that moment. It was do you really have cool. Do you have a favorite event that you did? Mm. Because I, I was looking at your website. I mean, there is not one event that you could not be part of, I think. Cause I, and I love that because you're so adaptable. Mm-hmm. I, I love a good theme. Um, gosh, I really love all of the events. That's, I mean, well, I know that's answer. really silly, but no, it's a good there's answer. one in particular that it's not typically my style but I really love doing it it was for um, a little boy that was an adoption celebration and it wasn't my most beautiful one ever because it was um it was superhero themed so that I had to get out of my uh flowers and pretty (laughs) yeah out of my uh comfort zone there but I had bought these like towers and we customized cotton candy for him and customized popcorn and he was uh he's 11 And he has been with that family. I think they were maybe fostered him or something. So this was a huge celebration that they had finally gotten to officially adopt him. And um, just seeing, being a part of that event was really, really cool. I loved that one. Um, There's a lot of heart in that one. Yeah. Um, And then, I don't know, just sometimes I feel like every time I do an event, I'm like, oh, this one's my favorite. I loved the one with stone. Yeah. Even though it was very, it was one of my smaller grazing tables. Um, I just thought that one was really cool. It was beautiful. Also, I got permission to do what I wanted. So (laughs) that was was always cool. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to pick an actual favorite. I did do a really cool one recently. That was a graduation party. And it was in this person's garage. And when I say garage, I mean, it was the size of... um, uh, normal people's houses and they had all of their like really cool cars <laughs> classic cars in there oh my and goodness. um that one was really cool because it was just I don't know it was in I, the the location of that one was awesome um so different so varied yeah. right the different scenes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love yeah I don't know how how do you manage or how did you manage feeling brave on taking on something that you had never done before? Ooh. Um, I guess I love trying new things, but in my head, I thought people are going to look at me and say, oh, look, she's starting another business, or oh, look, she's doing another business. Because like I said, I had I'd sold jewelry, I'd sold this, I'd sold mm-hmm. that, and it was just trying to find what my passion was. I didn't know because I've done the same thing since high school, 
And then I, you know, like I said, I've got three kids. I'm a mom. And I think that was something that I had to get out of my own head about is um, being, yeah, being brave and just saying, you know what, who, who cares? The people that matter in my life don't care if this is another business. Something else I've also learned is um, entrepreneurs are really cool people. And you, I think people that are not entrepreneurs, um, sometimes there's a disconnect because they don't understand what all you have to do and put into doing a business. It becomes your life. That's all you talk about most of the time. And (laughs) um, it's just, it's not a nine to five. It's a 24 seven. I mean, you, it's a lot. How um, do you balance yourself, though? We talk about this I on don't. the show a lot. <laughs> There's the I, haven't, I haven't found that balance yet. No, um, but like, do you shut off your phone when it's dinner time or not shut it off, but silence it? Or like, how, what do you do? Because that is a big issue for a lot of small business owners is that if they're not answering, then they're missing business. Yeah, I need better boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, like I said, I'm a mom of three. Um, my kids have been with their dad for this whole month, which is hard but also it's been really convenient since I've been moving locations um I try my best that once I get home um to not do it but then I worry about losing business and so it's a hard balance and I I need to set better boundaries now that I have my new location I'm gonna have like hard cutoff hours so if you put in a booking request because my booking requests come immediately they ping to my phone. Oh, wow. And so it, if you don't get to them quickly enough, like your chances of booking it go down drastically. And I have booking requests come in a lot. And um, I just need to say, you know, like realize it's okay if I don't get to them right away. I'll get to, to them tomorrow. But um, it's been really hard because my, you know, I have a son. You've seen him before. Yes. Well, I have three sons. But um, this past year, I have been homeschooling him. So that has also been really <laughs> challenging. <laughs> Trying to make that sure I'm homeschooling. Yes. Grow a business. And yeah. my housework is really, my laundry is <laughs> piling up. But you know what? That's okay. So w- would you describe a charcuterie? board to people who maybe are not familiar because we we talked about this before the show that some people don't get it and I don't I don't I get it but I'm wondering what you would say to someone who doesn't get what a charcuterie board is I'm just gonna say a lot of times men don't understand my business and that's okay um it's it's funny because it's like men men specifically Mm -hmm. so far have not all men but some men have not gotten what your business there's a good bit of men that don't really understand my business and I have to literally pull up videos and show them and then it's like oh well that's fancy I'm like yes it's so we grew up on the time of lunchables right so it's basically like bougie lunchables very extremely bougie lunchables um it is salami that I I guess my signature is I always have like roses salami roses on my board um and you know I have a armful of tattoos that are floral so I always try to work florals into my stuff because I just love them um different a variety of cheeses different um cured meats 
um, fruit, nuts, jams, olives, things like that, but done very aesthetically pretty. (laughs) (laughs) So what is your favorite thing that you create? Is it the roses? Um, yeah, probably. I know. They were beautiful. You were at Diesel David's, um, in, in, what, what was it? Like in wood? No, what was it? He did a ribbon. It was after hours. After hours. I was trying uh to think what it was called. (laughs) After hours. Yeah. It was a ribbon cutting ceremony. There were, I don't even know how many people were there, but there, there was enough food for everyone though. Oh yeah. I refilled that thing over and over and over again. Um, which is fine. I mean, like that's, that's what I do. Um, depending on the size of the event. Um, but what I thought was really cool about Diesel David's one is I, like I said, I love incorporating quirky things into it. So I asked him if he had any car parts or um, decor items or things like that. And so I integrated those. I didn't put food on them, but I integrated them into my table to reflect his business. It's not just about me. Like I want, um, I just want it to look good for them as well. Um, and I have, you know, I have a lot of clients. I always tell them there's no additional charge or anything, but if you want to work in personal pieces, um, sometimes for engagement parties, uh, people will put in just different things. Um, I just did a retirement party for, a, uh, I don't even a holistic doctor or something. And we put on some kind of machine. I put it on a pedestal and it's like, Oh, here, I just think doing those kind of things that it, it gives the extra mile and, um, it's fun for me to, to get to integrate those kind of things. And it's meaningful to the other people as well. So. Absolutely. Because it's so special and personal to them, which I can only imagine how someone would see something that like has childhood photos of them mm-hmm. or something so special that like, um, their grandma's cake plate or something, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. That just kind of adds that emotion to it, which I think is so important. You're talking about not just providing a business, but an experience mm-hmm. that is very personalized. Mm-hmm. And yeah. special. Yep. Who, who's your ideal client? Mm. Well, I really have been trying to dip my foot into some corporate events. I don't know how really to get into that, but <laughs> I would like to try some corporate stuff. But I would say my ideal client is, um, I, I don't know. That's actually really hard to answer because I would think it would be women that are throwing parties or things like that. But then like Diesel David, I mean, good grief. He had a hundred people at his event and I still have people talk about that, uh, Diesel David's event. Um, and then I've done another car company, like it's flying wrench. They just had a ribbon cutting They're on main street. Um, I do tons of ribbon cutting ceremonies, but, uh, same thing. Like I worked their uh, helmet. It's a, I don't, I, I don't even know exactly what they do. I mean, they work on European cars and things like that, but they also make parts for race cars. And um, I know one of the people in there, he, he actually races cars. And so we had their, oh no. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> we, we had, there's a ghost in here. <laughs> um, oopsie. Sorry. Um, but anyway, the helmet was, um, you know, flying wrench. It said it on there. And so I had that integrated into their table as oh, well. Oh, so, I thought they loved it. Yeah, it was really cool. I don't know. I just like any, any time I get to do something where people like let me do extra things, those are my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so have you found a level of satisfaction that you never thought you would because I'm imagining if you did hair and you didn't love it 
you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't really filling your soul. Talk about what it's like to have something that really touches your heart. Um, I just feel really proud. Aww. I feel really proud of myself. Good. Um, <laughs> I know this is like dumb, but I let it get to my head because I didn't go to college and I, you know, I went to trade school and now I have a business and I have employees and it's like, am I, am I qualified to do this? I don't know. Don't um, you think it's such a mistake that people believe they have to go to college in order to yes. succeed in this world? Yes. You but don't. then, but then I get into my head because it's like, well, I shouldn't be running a business. I have no business doing this, but I don't know. It's those intrusive thoughts. It is. They need to get out. They do because you, you're <laughs> actually doing it. Yeah. How long have you been doing this business now? It's a year. Yeah, it was a year in April. A year and in April. Can I tell you all the things that I've done? I'm so proud. Oh my gosh, let's do it. Okay. I cannot wait to go on this journey with you. Okay, <laughs> so number one, I um, was really brave and I approached someone when they were filming a movie in downtown Woodstock and I just wanted to feed them charcuterie. I'm like, oh, hey, I'm here in downtown Woodstock if you want some food. And I, she was like, oh, charcuterie, walk with me. And I was like, okay. And I had no idea who I was talking to. I just tried to find somebody that was friendly looking. And um, I showed her my stuff and on Instagram. And she was like, this is gorgeous. Would you be interested in being in the movie? We're doing a, a gala scene next week. And we would love to have, like, you do the, the uh, charcuterie for the gala event. And I'm no. like, yeah. Oh, my I'm, God. So I'm going to be in a movie that's in post-production right now. It's called uh, The Golden Influencer. It's a pure flicks film. And then um, I've gotten to be featured on American Dream TV. So that was really cool. Tell me about that. What was that like? They came and they filmed me at my old Snowmies location. And I wish I was (laughs) in my new location because it would have been so much cooler. But um, yeah, they they reached out to me and they're like, hey, we're doing a feature on Woodstock and we love your business. We would like to um, do a spotlight on you. And so, yeah, I got to be on, like, live TV. How did that feel? Well, actually, oh I goodness. guess it wasn't live, but, I no, mean, but we watched it. You. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how all that works, but <laughs> how anyway. How did that feel? What was that like? God, I was so nervous. Um, yeah, but it was really fun, and I was trying to teach um, trying to teach them how to make a little charcuterie box. <laughs> and, <laughs> God bless her, one of the girls um, had been getting over a cold, so she kept coughing, so we kept having to take, like... <laughs> And my ADD brain is like, okay, what have I already said? What have I not said? Yeah. Because then we would take a break and then refilm and this and that. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to turn out terrible. But then it aired, and I was like, dang, they're really good at editing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was really cool. It was, was it really neat cool to see yourself like that. Yeah, it was. And I don't know. It was just that I'm really proud of that. And we, we had a watch party at my house. My parents came over and not like all my kids were on the couch and, um, it was fun. So that's oh really gosh, cool. I'm so proud for you. Yeah. And then I've gotten to go down to, um, Cumulus Media, which is their 99X, yeah. um, Q100, like all of that. And I've gotten to do a little graze for them down there. Um, I work closely with Spas Adel. I do um, several events with them. And so I don't know. I'm You've just got like, collaborations. Yeah. It's really cool. I'm like, I just, who would have thought that people love cheese so much? 
<laughs> no, you have cheesy puns. I do. <laughs> what are your cheesy puns? Oh, so many of them. It ain't easy being cheesy. Life is Gouda. You better believe that you're going to get some good Gouda cheese here. I don't know. I mean, growing up, I've always been cheesy. Like, I mean, I my dad has cheesy jokes, things like that. So the fact that I own something where I can, like, play off of that is so fun because, I don't know, like, I get to be people, you know, they love me or they hate me and that's okay. <laughs> that's my new thing. <laughs> what I love is that you are saying that taking a chance actually seems to really pay off sometimes. Yeah. Like, you just happen to see this person walking down the street and suggested you know can I help you at all with some of your needs that you have Mm -hmm. with food and the next thing you know you're in a movie like that's the coolest story I know I like I I I don't know it wouldn't have happened if you didn't approach her I know and so what's funny is that I sat in my car because I had gone to eat in downtown and I happened to be parked across from where they were filming and so I had a dialogue with myself for a good 10 minutes about like just do it just walk over there the worst they can say is no like just hand them your business card and say, if y'all need some charcuterie, I'm happy to bring some over for you for snacks or whatever. And then, um, I don't know if you know him or not, but Chris Tom drove by and, um, he's, he saw me standing there like talking to myself and he's like, (laughs) what are you doing? And I said, trying to work up the nerve to go over there and talk to someone. Oh, and by the way, the person I ended up talking to was the director. (gasps) Of the whole movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. And um, so that was really cool. But anyway, Chris was like, just do it. Like, just go over there and do it. And you better text me later saying that you went over there. And I was like, right. I needed that. I needed that. And so I just walked over. I'm like, hi. <laughs> what would you say your fearless formula is then? Is it? Is it? Oh. I mean, because everyone has a different one. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there are themes to it as well, which... Part of mine is to get out of my own way. Like my, mm-hmm. I am analysis paralysis and mm-hmm. I can tell you a thousand reasons why I shouldn't be doing something <laughs> and why it might not be a good idea or why I'm too busy or um, why they're going to say no. I mean, I can tell you a thousand, but mm-hmm. that's my biggest issue is allowing myself to talk myself out of chances like talking to a director walking down the street like hey do you happen to need a a voiceover for anything like why not like you said they can only say no but Mm -hmm. some days I have more bravery than others and I don't know what the you know the all the causes for the different feelings that I have every day but what would you say you would tell someone who is considering starting their own business and um would have some of the same sort of thoughts maybe they'll say no and maybe it won't work and I don't know enough about charcuterie to even own a, or like, I don't even know how to do, I'm sure there are mm-hmm. a million things behind your business that you have to do um, financially. You know, yeah. that's daunting in itself. Oh yeah. Um, so I think, I think just being okay with the word no and being okay with people telling you no. And um Yeah, that's what I would go with because if you – I kind of adopted the saying to myself, (laughs) um, the worst that they can say is no, and I've been kind of just going by that, and I have started approaching people for things, um, and the worst that they can say is no. And, like, they're not – in my head, it would get to me if they said no previously, but they're not going to remember – like, they're not 
caring if they say no or anything like that it's not gonna dwell on them for the rest of the day you know like it would um me and so I think just being okay with people telling you no is worth taking the chances um because if I had not done that then I couldn't have been in this movie I couldn't have there's a lot of things that I couldn't have done and opportunities and I think you have to make opportunities for yourself because you if you're just going to sit there and wait for people to approach you, it's not going to be the same. Um, So, you know, I have worked my tail off trying to grow the business to what it is. Um, It's really cool. I've gotten like, I know that followers are not everything, right? Okay. And (laughs) I don't even love, I don't even love social media that much, um, but I have to do it. Um, But between like all of my different, social media outlets I have like 32 no probably more than that like 34,000 followers now um I have like a lot on TikTok which I don't even really do on TikTok anymore but um it's just really cool because it's all been organic growth I haven't done any um paid ads or anything like that and it's just been repeat business or uh, referrals or things like that. And it's just being authentic to who I am and seeing the organic growth of stuff has been really cool. How important is networking to you? I think it's really important to my voiceover work because you get to know people. I'm not just a voice. I'm a person, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's a relationship you're trying to build. So what is it like for you? So I, I think that networking has been pivotal in um, when I got into downtown Woodstock. Wipeow in particular. Like that one is, those are my people. Um, I've gone to other networking events and it's just, um, it's not for me, I guess. Um, <laughs> they're I'm, formal, aren't they? They're, they're very formal. formal. I'm not a formal person, even though I do luxury charcuterie. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting here in sweatpants right now. I try to put myself together most of the time, but, <laughs> but um, it's just, it's, it doesn't feel natural or, um, I don't know. I just, it's hard for me to do a lot of the networking events. Not only that, I haven't honestly gotten that much business from going and doing them. Um, and so my focus is, you know, I, I come to Wipow, I bring Oliver with me cause, uh, you Your know, son. I was homeschooling him. Yes. Yeah. And also he has his own business. Shout out to autism artistry and luminescent treasures emporium for my two kids, uh, oh, businesses. Awesome. Um, and, uh, but Wipow has been really great and it feels like people really care about your business and cheer you on and want to support you. Um, Whereas sometimes other ones, it just feels very transactional. Yes. What what can I do for you? What can you do for me? Yes. It doesn't feel like they want to get to know you as a person. And those are the type of people that I want to surround myself with are people that are going to cheer you on, really care about what's going on in your life beyond your business, um, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. I mean, I do feel like networking is important, but I think you have to find the right network for what feels right to you. Where do you get most of your business then? Mm, social media. I am Google. I get a lot of Google business. Um, I actually just had someone find me in Decu- I'm about to go out to Decula for something. I'm like, how did you find me on Google? She's like, oh, I was just Googling and I found you. I'm like, awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Um, 
but I get a lot of Google business. And then, like I was telling you before, <laughs> the ghost that came in here that knocked down um, my time lapse video that I was <laughs> trying to do, um, social media. And I've tried to change the way that I do social media to be more myself and more organic um, than trying to fit the formula of what I think that people want to see. Oh, that's um, my issue right there. That's why I don't do it. I'm like, oh, I hate doing this. It should be fun, mm-hmm. right? I should want to do it, but I just so, re- I don't know. And people have told me that I need to be in my videos more so that, because I'm, I guess I'm relatable. I oh, don't, nice. I don't know. Nice. So I try to occasionally, like I'll do dumb videos and people <laughs> love them. Like they get so, like um, if we just did this uh, video. Have you heard the all the pretty girls walk like this. Yes. yes. Okay, so um, <laughs> I made one of those when we were walking into our charcuterie event, and we were dragging all of our, you know, we had crates <laughs> the, on wheels and wagons full of decor and stuff, and I put all the charcuterie artists walk like this. It got, like, a lot of views. Oh, my gosh. And so just stupid stuff like that. People, I mean. People find it entertaining. Yeah, it is. Um, and then, I don't know. I, I have a love-hate with social media. I do you too. have to do it. I think I have um, a hate-hate. I, mean, I got to be braver. But I like that you're talking about finding things that are entertaining. Mm-hmm. It's not just me saying, hey, I'm about to do this interview. Like, no one's going to care. But if I do something fun or funny, yeah. people we're gonna, like We're it. actually going to make a TikTok when this is over. Oh. Yeah. And do something fun. <laughs> I should have tried to look nice today. <laughs> well, I have on no radio. makeup, sweatpants, and... Uh, this is radio. No one cares. So Botox yesterday. So oh, got, we're all like, set, girl. We're all set. <laughs> I've got lip gloss. <laughs> my husband yesterday tried to um, peel off my little injection spot right there. He thought I had something. I was like, oh, don't touch me. I just got injected. That's my Botox. I have a final question for you. Okay. So we have all of the concert series that mm-hmm. happens during the summer. Um, and so I was wondering how your business, do you bring charcuterie boxes? Do you have something there at the concerts? Yeah. So I've been at the last two concerts. It was Rick Springfield, the last one. I know. I was up top. Oh. Um, and um, I just... I thought the concerts were going to go a lot differently than, oh, than really? they have. I'm not going to lie. I haven't been to them yet, so I don't know. Um, well, for me in particular. Um, but I think I think it kind of gets lost in translation because I, I don't have a branded tent like Chick-fil-A or things like that. And oh. so, um, yeah, I'm there, and I wish that people more people would come buy my stuff. <laughs> <I got you. laughs> but what I would love is doing pre-orders and have people pick them up Perfect. or can even pick them up at the concert. Perfect. Um, yeah. So that sounds yeah. perfect. I, I was thinking it's such a nice match, mm-hmm. you know, for the type of people that go to these shows and the fact that they're there for a really long time. Yeah. And um, I mean, do you need do you need a tent that's got your brand on it? I don't it? know. I try to make my stuff look pretty and aesthetic, but then I'm battling funnel cakes. So, <laughs> you know, like what do people want? Charcuterie <laughs> or funnel cakes? I don't know. I want both. <laughs> I want it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, I love doing pre-orders for stuff. Um, And then I also want to say that I sell something called Better Than Booze. And it is, I'm the only person in Georgia that sells this brand. Um, And so I've been selling those at the concert and they've been really, they've done really well. What is Better Than Booze? (laughs) I've never heard of this. So I don't sell alcohol. It's not alcohol. It's um, CBD THC cocktails, like canned cocktails. I know they're delicious. I'd ha- I sell grapefruit Paloma, 
um, elderberry gin and tonic, and mint mojito with lime. How did you get to be the only person in Georgia that sells these? Well, because I found them on vacation and I wrote the wholesaler and I was like, these are delicious. How can I have these? Um, and so right now, I'm my claim to fame is I'm the only person in Georgia that has them, but I'm sure that won't be long. They're based out of uh, Nashville, so I'm sure they'll be making their way to Georgia. I actually have people call me um, that have found that I sell them um, that have been ordering them from online or things like that. Oh, wow. And now they can come to you. Yeah, they can. That's amazing. Yeah. So those are kind of cool. That's But think about that. Just take a second though and think how you really liked this. You thought maybe I could sell that. And you wrote to the wholesaler and the next thing you know, you're the only person in Georgia. Like that takes initiative. Being brave. Being brave. The worst they can say is no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make that the theme. The worst anyone can say is no. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, how can people get in touch with you if they would like to check everything that you have out? Okay, so I have a website that is also being redone, so don't judge it too harshly. Um, And the website is theboardandbox.com. And all of my social media handles are (laughs) theboardandbox. Um, I am most active on Instagram. So if people want to get in touch with me... um, that is the best way. Actually, the best, best way is by email if you're trying to place an order. Okay. Um, and it's hello at theboardandbox.com. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for sharing your story. I have been so curious about your business, <laughs> and especially after seeing the event that uh, you had at the Reeves House with Stone Payton. It was just so beautiful, and I thought about it a lot afterwards, about how you can go to an event and feel like, yes, I was fed, and it was nice, and I loved it, but how often do you get to kind of get a sensory experience in different ways? You know, your eyes can't even believe what you're seeing, that, like, I shouldn't touch it. It's too beautiful. But then, of course, you need to eat it because yeah. that's why you're there. <laughs> but no, how nice is that? I mean, um, and just I appreciated how much care you took in making this very, very special. And so I can see that your heart is in it. And I hope everyone else that gets to experience what you do oh. sees and feels <laughs> it, too. And uh, so, yeah, thank you for coming by. Thank you for inviting me. I loved it. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) And thank you all for listening to Fearless Formula. And again, this is Sharon Klein reminding you that with knowledge and understanding, we can all have our own Fearless Formula. Have a great day. 